Welcome to Outside Source Football. This is a show about what's going on inside the NFL. Your hosts, Evan Mick and Ty Ruddy, bring the latest predictions and updates from the league. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Evan Mick with Outside Source Football, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Ty Ruddy. Last Thursday was the NFL Draft. So this week, we're doing our full draft review. We're reviewing our top five teams, our bottom five teams, and our best picks from each round, as well as a couple other things. So we're going to start out with our worst five drafts. Ty's going to start out with number five, so the 27th best draft. So the 27th best draft, I had the Los Angeles Chargers. So their first round selection, or one of them, I don't know if they had more than one, but one of their first round selections was Quentin Johnson. And I'm actually a fan of Quentin Johnson, but it seems like the Chargers were fairly inefficient with the remainder of their picks. They maybe could have helped out that offensive line a bit more. I do like the acquisition of Max Duggan in the seventh round. I just think they could have been a little bit more efficient with their picks from rounds one to seven, six, one to seven. With my fifth worst draft in the 2023 NFL draft, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like the Dallas just got into panic picking. I liked some of their players, but almost every single player they picked, picked they picked way too early. The only pick I really liked from them was DeMarvian Overshone in the third round. I think Mozzie Smith is decent, but for a first-round pick, it was a crazy reach. I also don't think Luke Shoemaker is bad, but for a second-round pick, crazy reach. Not a guy I'd want to be my first-year impact tight end after losing Dalton Schultz considering his lack of productivity at Michigan. I think that they wanted to pick Dalton Kincaid. I think that Dalton Kincaid, when he went to the Bills right ahead of them, they had no idea what to do. They had no second plan. They had no second option. He was their guy, considering the fact that the Bills were picking right after them. The Bills jumped them, took Dalton Kincaid, and they had no idea what to do. They should have just taken Michael Meyer off the board and lived with the defensive tackle in the second round because Mozzie Smith probably would have still been there, or if not, there would have been other guys of similar talent. With the fourth worst draft, on my end, I have the Washington Commanders. Their first round pick was a bit of a head scratcher. They took Emmanuel Forbes, a cornerback, and he's a guy who could be a project guy, but you don't typically take project guys in the first round, especially with pick number 16. I mean, they were in the top half of picks in the first round, and they took this guy, Emmanuel Forbes, over Christian Gonzalez, he only has a frame of about 166 pounds, so he's very small. And yeah, like I said, he could be a project guy, but usually you wait for later rounds, especially when there's better players still on the board. Yeah, especially when there's better players still on the board, and especially if it's not a quarterback. Right. Quarterbacks, maybe you pick a project guy in the first round, but other than that, a lot of positions you wait if you're going to take a project guy. So I just don't think they drafted as surely as they could have I mean there were better players on the board that they just passed right over yeah and at the same position too right yeah so at my number four I have the Packers other than Luke Musgrave whole lot of misses there's so much hype around Lucas Finesse that I just do not understand he wasn't productive in an amazing Iowa defense and yet he was a first round NFL pick I I just don't get it if I'm being honest I like Luke Musgrave I think it was a little bit of a miss because they could have traded up just a couple of spots and gotten Meyer, who was arguably the best tight end in this class and should have been a first-round pick. But I don't hate the Luke Musgrave pick. I'm not upset about that pick. 
I also don't hate the Tucker Craft pick, but this is a third string, second string at best tight end for them. And you're drafting that in the third round when you have way bigger needs. I think that most of their other picks were just kind of complete misses. Guys who are maybe starters on like maybe starting receivers as their like number four receiver. But other than that, a whole bunch of bench guys, a whole bunch of rotational guys, just not great players. Yeah, with the number third worst draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they were a bit tough because I could understand where they're coming from. They were one of those teams that we talked about a couple weeks ago who aren't desperately lacking anywhere specifically. But they also had 13 picks. And to only have a few, you know, standout picks from 13 is a bit crazy. They took a running back in later rounds, which I, I think is I think it's fine. I think that's probably a pretty good pick. I remember we talked about um maybe their need at running back aside from ETN, even though he's good, they could have a compliment guy, you know. Yeah, after losing James Robinson, and if you pick a running back in the later round, they usually turn out better than some of the early round running backs. So you can't ever be upset at a late round running back pick. Right, and so and so I didn't mind that pick, but I just think they failed in a lot of areas. So first of all, they failed to find more pass rush help. They failed to find more pass rush help for Josh Allen on the defense uh, on that edge. I feel like they were fairly inefficient with their picks because, like I said, they had 13. Yeah, they were just kind of filling in picks, it looked like. They were a bit inefficient and just didn't come away with a whole lot for having 13 picks. I did not know the Jags had 13 picks. Yeah. That actually, mm-hmm. like, that's surprising. Wow. They had a round one, a round two, a round three, two round fours, two round fives, three round six, three round seven. Wow. <laughs> Insane. That is quite the draft class. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think that they had that. I didn't realize that they had. They weren't in my bottom five, but I didn't realize that they had that many picks. And I knew that they weren't super efficient. I just didn't. I guess I just didn't like them a little better than what I have here. Anyway, for my number three worst draft in the 2023 NFL draft, I have the Falcons. Here's the only impact players that the Falcons drafted, in my opinion. Bijan Robinson. And I don't think that the value was there for them when they have other huge positions of need. They also had a good second year back, so it's not like running back was an immediate position of need for them in general. They're not in a place where they're ready to compete, and Bijan, as a running back, will not be effective to change that because of his positional value. As good as Bijan is, if another team that needed a running back, like the Miami Dolphins were up here and they picked him, okay, maybe I can live with that. But the Falcons have so many other positions of need and a good running back, and it's just the fact that picking a second running back just to help that, even even though Bijan is talented. I'm not saying Bijan is not talented. He's great talent. I'm not upset at the top 10 pick. I'm upset that they had other positions of need and they didn't go for it. And they didn't, in any other really later rounds, have any good impact players, in my opinion. I thought the rest of their draft was, was pretty poor. Not a lot of great talent, just in general. So that's number three, the Falcons. Yeah, I was. I don't know about you, but I was surprised to see how high both Bijan and Jameer Gibbs went. Did you expect I, that out of the Lions? I wasn't surprised that Bijan went top 10. Just a surprise that Just, who he went. I, I mean, yeah, I was surprised that he went to the Falcons, yes. Yeah. I heard a couple of rumors that the Falcons were going to – I didn't believe that, but I was a little bit surprised he went to the Falcons. Not surprised he went top 10. I give him the top 10 pick, just mm-hmm. not to the Falcons. Gibbs? Gibbs went early. I thought – I didn't think Gibbs was going to go off in the first 20 picks. Yeah, so. I didn't have him in the first round, so yeah. – with the second worst draft in the 2023 NFL draft, 
the Denver Broncos. So they didn't have a first-round pick, which obviously hurts any draft quality. I understand that. That's the unfortunate thing about it. But there were also some areas in which they failed miserably. Like the Falcons, I feel pretty similar about their situation as Evan does about the Falcons' situation. There were just so many areas of need that they didn't address. They failed miserably in drafting for the offensive line. They just they, they didn't draft an offensive lineman, which is mind-blowing to me because it was one of their biggest positions of need. They drafted Marvin Mims, which I think is a good pick, but feels like they may have neglected some areas of need both early on and in later rounds. I can't believe they didn't take for the offensive lineman, um, and I feel like that's a huge mis- missed opportunity on their end. Yeah, with my number two worst draft in the 2023 NFL draft, I have the 49ers. The 49ers didn't have a pick until the third round in which they drafted a receiver who was not a steal nor a position of need. Then they drafted a third-round kicker, which is J- just insane. Jake Moody, though. Jake, Mo- I, I like Jake Moody, but yeah. is a draft a kicker in the third in round? The third round, I know. Is absolutely wild and should never happen again. They also picked a tight end who I kind of liked, but he was not right for them in terms of need because they already have an athletic tight end in George Kittle, and it would have been better for them to pick a bigger tight end who was a little bit of a better blocker. So I think that the 49ers, other than that, they just had a, a m- bunch of misses, kind of like the Falcons. And those players, even though they didn't have a pick till the third round, those players were not positions of need. And not only that, but the draft, <laughs> the picks that they don't have are for a player who last year did not make an impact. Like if Trey Lance was making an impact, maybe you know I make them an exception. I say they gave up their first round pick for Trey, who I believe in. I like Trey Lance. But for right now, he has not made an impact for them enough to help this draft look any better than it actually does. Giving up your first and second round pick for a guy who's only played a game and a half, not not worth it. Not worth it. So I can't overlook those first two picks being missing and say that, oh, it's okay, they got a star player out of those first two picks. No, they didn't have a third pick to the third round, and that guy only played like two games. So that's the 49ers. Yeah doesn't seem justified based on how little he's produced exactly so for the worst pick in the 2023 nfl draft i have the miami dolphins they neglected a few areas of huge need and i will preface their situation with this i understand it because they did in fact have the fewest picks of anyone in the entire league i think it was something like six picks they didn't have one in the first round And they also sent their third-round pick to the Rams, I think, for the Jalen Ramsey trade. I think Cam Smith was a a fine pickup, but they just didn't have a whole lot to work with. And so that kind of leads to their situation of not having the greatest draft, but also I think with the picks that they did have, they didn't really spend their money or their time as efficiently as they might have. Again, I understand it. Not many picks, but... They didn't do the best they could have, I don't think. Yeah, see, for me, the difference between the Miami Dolphins and the 49ers is that the Miami Dolphins traded for guys who are making huge impacts on their team. Or, like, Jalen Ramsey hasn't made a huge impact yet, but we haven't seen him play, and he could make a huge impact. He's probably better than a rookie corner that they'd be picking. Right. And Tyreek Hill, impact, immediate, huge impact player. Mm -hmm. And he has been, and we've seen it. So I, I can overlook that for the Dolphins, which is why... 
my number one worst draft in the 2023 NFL draft is the Washington Commanders. Washington selected a corner who only weighs 166 pounds in the first <laughs> round over players like Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr. And I was a fan of their smaller selection in Jahan Dotson last year. People overlooked it. I really liked Dotson, and he turned out to be great, but not this time. His size affects his gameplay, especially because he's a corner, way more than Dotson's did. They selected another corner in the second round. So they just selected back-to-back corners. Do they already not believe in this guy? Like, I don't... Are you replacing your whole secondary? I, I don't really know what the plan is selecting back-to-back corners yeah. when you have other positions of need. And they didn't really pick any other high-impact players. A couple more rotational guys. Like, I I was not a fan of their draft just in general. So Kind of seemed like miss after miss. And miss after miss. Yeah, there's a couple teams that were just miss after miss after miss. Right, so. yeah. Okay. You're listening to Outside Source Football with Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're going to move into our full draft analysis. So we both picked a team that's, spoiler alert, not in our top or bottom five. He got the Colts. I have the Lions. And we're doing a full draft analysis on how we think their draft really went and why we think they did kind of what they did. Okay. So I'll start out with the Colts here. I think the Colts earned a B in this draft, which is pretty average. And it's not great, but it's not terrible. I do think they had a pretty good draft. They did a nice job filling a few holes, and that's big, but I'm not sure they grabbed the best player at any position, which makes sense. They had a fairly high first-round pick, but after that they didn't really have a whole bunch of super high picks. And when you don't have super high picks, it's kind of hard to get the best player. I do think they grabbed the best value players left on the board, but I don't think they necessarily got the best the best player at any position. But like I said, that's fine. Overall, I think it was a B. Definitely a top 10 draft this year in terms of what they had to work with. I think it was fine. Before, I knew I knew going in that Richardson was probably the most likely for them at number four. A lot of people had that. I did not, but I was I was the outsider, I think. And I'm, I'm fine with them taking Richardson at number four. At the very, very least, now we kind of have a diamond in the rough, a guy who is young enough to train. And that before, we didn't have that, so I'll take that. He has a long-term upside, which is nice. The Colts also filled out the secondary with Darius Rush, Julius Brents, and Jalen Jones, all three of whom are long, athletic corners. And Jalen Brents might have been the Colts' steal for this draft. They took him at number 44, and he was a high-grade player. I think that was an A-plus pick. That was They, they kind of got a steal from that one. They also added some star power on the outside to their wide receiver core they added josh downs a wide receiver from north carolina he is small yes he's 5'9 something like 170 he might not even weigh that much to be honest with you but he has fantastic speed he's an outside player and i think he's just the right complement for that wide receiver core and so i think that was a pretty solid pick they also bolstered their offensive and defensive line with picks like jake freehand and they picked a defensive lineman from TCU, and I cannot pronounce his name, but those were both relatively fine picks. They were mid to late round picks, and so these aren't guys that you're expecting to be superstars, but the worst that happens is they play a few years or they get cut, and they were worth a shot, and so I th- I think I think that's fine. Starters, probably not, but definitely can't hurt. They also grabbed Daniel Scott of California. He's a safety 
not a very high-grade safety, but a safety nonetheless, which means he'll be a special teams guy right off the bat, which obviously those are essential as well. He'll make the roster. I like the acquisition of Evan Hall in later rounds, a running back. And like Evan was saying earlier, later round running backs can oftentimes work out just as well, if not better, than early round running backs. And he kind of reminds me of Naheem Hines a little bit, who the Colts either took in the seventh round or he went undrafted. I can't remember exactly which one. But either way, Naheem Hines was a solid running back for the Colts and not a high draft pick. He he gave a few really good years of production. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Evan Hall does. Finally, they took Michigan and Northern Michigan tackles. So Titus Leo is a defensive tackle from Michigan, and Jake Witt is an offensive tackle from Northern Michigan. Uh, small school, which is pretty interesting. And these guys these guys are their sixth and seventh round picks, so they're development projects. They're, let's see if he works. If not, we'll cut him, basically kind of thing. And I think it's fine. I, I think those are the kind of guys that you can kind of pick up cheap in later rounds if they work they work if not worth a shot yeah Yeah, sixth and seventh round picks it's like you're not really looking for stats you're not looking you're looking for like all the eye test can we develop this guy later right will this guy make any impact at all type thing yeah so So i think overall the colts had a pretty solid draft like i said it was probably a b my favorite picks were definitely the josh downs pick i definitely liked the uh the brent's pick at cornerback i think that was a steal and I'll take the Richardson pick. I think I would have preferred Will Levis. A lot of people didn't have him going that high, and so he probably wasn't as high value as Richardson in this draft. I liked him better, but I will certainly take Richardson as a franchise quarterback, and we'll see what happens. So so I'm up here with the Lions full draft. So here's my thing about the Lions. They did not draft the way that I would have liked, but – I don't think it's possible that we can look back at this draft in two years, in three years, and see this draft as a failure. I don't think that that's a possible outcome, the way that the Lions drafted. There are a lot of can't-miss prospects here. Gibbs was way too early, in my opinion, but he was the only good receiving back in this entire class. And if Ben Johnson gets creative with him, I'll be extremely happy. He could play that wide-back position like Debo Samuel. He has the opportunity to do that. He has the opportunity to receive balls out of the backfield like Alvin Kamara, like all those receiving backs. He's that kind of player, and there weren't really any other guys in this draft class. So if you're saying, well, we need one of these because we traded away Swift, because they did, so we need a receiving back to replace him, well, if he's the only guy on the board, you can't risk losing him. Yeah. So if you're going to, I mean, I would not have taken him at 12, but if you're saying we can't risk losing this guy because we need him and he's the only one like himself in the draft class, I guess I can live with the pick at 12, especially because we had another first-round pick. Jack Campbell was extremely productive at Iowa. Another guy who I think was a pretty early pick, but he's a great leader, great locker room guy, fits the culture. He's extremely smart. Like, probably the smartest player in the class. I don't know if you know that, but he's like... The dude's insane, academic All-American. Really? Really, really, really smart. And as a linebacker, if you're going to lead a defense, I mean, that's kind of what we need. We need a, a defensive leader. As much as I like Hutchinson, he's playing defensive end. You need either a safety or a linebacker to be that leader on the whole defense in order to get everybody together, in order to make sure everybody you know knows every play, knows what they're doing every time. Right. Now, Sam Laporta, well, although it's not the route I would have went, 
because Michael Meyer was still on the board. Because Darnell Washington was still on the board. Tight ends from Iowa who are stars? Solid, solid history Usually yeah. historically great. Yeah. Um, so I don't hate the pick. I'm really excited because if he turns out like the other Iowa tight ends, if that was what we're basing it on, he's going to be a phenomenal talent. And he is good. It's not like this was like a, a sixth-round pick that we're reaching out. No, this way it was like maybe a, a later second-round pick. Maybe actually this was a, a good timing pick. There were other guys on the board that I liked better, but this is maybe where I would have seen him going anyways. I thought the other guys would have gone earlier. Brian Branch, my favorite pick for the Lions. Yeah, a little bit of a weaker safety class, but he definitely should have been a first-round pick. He could end up being the steal of the draft. He could, just straight up. Overall? Overall, he could end up being the steal of the draft if he's put in a position where he's good to be successful. Hendon Hooker, well, we've built our can't-miss roster. We've had one, two, three, four, five picks that I say these picks will all be solid picks no matter what, solid starters. So take a risk. Okay, it's a third round. Although I don't like his age, I'm totally okay with risking a third-round pick for a guy who, outside of injury, could have been a first-round pick. I don't like to trade up for Broderick Martin as nose tackle, but, I mean, we do need a nose tackle, and he's big, and so I guess I don't I don't really see a huge problem with it. We, it's not like we gave up a lot. I don't love the move, but even if he starts for us, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not upset. So thank you for listening to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We'll be back in five minutes after this short break. Welcome back to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. This is Outside Source Football. We just analyzed the worst drafts. Now we're going to be doing our best pick from each round and then our top five drafts in the NFL, in the 2023 NFL draft, because draft week was just last week or two weeks ago, depending on when you're listening. Okay. So Ty's going to start off with his best pick in the first round. So at the my best pick in the first round, I had Jalen Carter to the Eagles. That was pick number nine. Jalen Carter dropped to number nine. I think we both had him at number six. I definitely didn't expect him to drop out of the top ten, and he didn't. But I didn't even really expect him to drop far out of the top five, even though I had him at number six. So I think he fell. I think he was probably the best prospect in this entire draft. Definitely the best defensive prospect in the entire draft. And the Eagles, who are already a fairly complete team, lucked out with an absolute steal at of Jalen Carter at number nine. Oh yeah. I totally I totally agree with everything you just said, except for the fact that that's your best pick in the first round, because my best pick in the first round is Jackson Smith Najigba at pick number twenty to the Seattle Seahawks. JSN, best receiver in the class. Mm-hmm. Possibly I had him as a top five talent in terms of everything, positional value or non positional value. He was top five. Yeah, Jalen Carter was great. Jalen Carter probably better than him, but that's a top ten pick. Seattle got a top five talent outside the top nineteen picks. Yeah, that's that's wild, insane. I do you remember where you had him in your draft? I had him like top ten, I think. I had him going eight. Yeah, I I had him to the Falcons. I had him going to the Chargers. Okay, I had the oh, Chargers that's trading right. up. Yeah, trading up to get him. I had him going very high too, and so I was I was surprised to see him fall. And I agree with you. I think. That and was... it really worked out for the Seahawks because right after they picked. 
receiver, 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 receiver. He was he would have been gone if they would have yeah. been down one more pick. Yeah, guaranteed. He was he's number one receiver on on everybody's draft board. Right? I just I just can't believe no one took him in the top. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They picked Falcons picked Bijan Robinson. They don't like receiver is so much more impactful, and he's a top five talent. And mm-hmm. they didn't got him at twenty. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Yeah, that's a steal. So for the second round, my best pick. I've been a Will Levis fan this whole time, so I think my favorite pick from round number two was the Titans electing to take Will Levis. I forgot exactly what number pick it was, but I didn't have Will Levis falling outside of the first round. I don't think he should have fallen outside of the first round, and so I think that the Titans taking him in the second round was an absolute steal. And I have a hypothesis about what the Titans are doing because they drafted Malik Young pretty early on last year too, right? Malik Willis. Malik Willis pretty early last year too and this is going to the Colts for a second Jim Ursay tweeted something the day before so the night the evening of the second day of the draft before it started did you see this where Jim Ursay said the owner of the Colts said Colts fans what do you think about taking Will Levis if he's still on the board and do Montana Young for a franchise because they'd already taken Anthony Richardson and so he was hinting at the fact that they would take Will Levis to do the Montana Young thing, a dual threat with a with the pocket passer. And so maybe that's what the Titans are going for. I don't know, but I really like their pick. I really like their decision to take Will Levis in the second round. I think that they realized uh, after having Malik Willis in training camp for a year that he's never going to play football in his life because he's horrible. <laughs> you don't think so? They, they started Joshua Dobbs over him last year. Yeah, so. yeah. That's that's a rough look. That is a rough look. That's a rough look. Especially since they took him pretty high last year. Yeah. But, oh well. At my round two, best selection is Osiris Torrance at pick 59 to the Bills. So he was my second-rated guard. He moved up from the first time that I ranked them. And the Bills needed a guard, and he was should have been a first-round pick. He should have been a first-round pick, maybe even a, a top 20 first-round pick, and he fell all the way to pick 59. He's who I had been contemplating the Bills taking in the first round. And the Bills still got him all the way down to the second, which is just, it's really good value for them. It's great position, and it's a phenomenal talent. I think it's just perfect pick for them. So the best pick from round number three. I will say first that I liked Hendon Hooker to the Lions. I haven't talked about that earlier. Just a nice risky pick. I also liked Jalen Hyatt to the Giants because I thought Jalen Hyatt was going to go a little bit earlier. And if the Giants didn't take him up, I think the Browns definitely probably would have with the next pick. So I, I like both of those picks, but in uh, in the spirit of partiality, I'm going to say that the best pick of the third round was Josh Downs to the Colts because there's there's not a super electric wide receiver culture in Indianapolis right now, and I think maybe Josh Downs was the kind of pick that they needed. Like I said earlier, 5'9", pretty light. Not a huge frame, but blazing fast and with nice hands, and he's just an electric player. For my best pick in the round three of the 2023 NFL Draft, I have Darnell Washington at pick 93 to the Steelers. So Darnell Washington was a guy that we both had going in probably our second rounds, maybe our first. Did you have him going in the first round? Yeah, I think I did, actually. He is a phenomenal talent. Maybe he needs a year of development. I don't think so. I think he'll be fine the first year, but the guy is 
insanely strong, and he can catch passes. It's absolutely wild what he can do on the field. And round three, phenomenal pick for him. I don't even think that they were going to pick him. They just looked down at the board and they said, why, why is he still here? Yeah. Why? What is what is happening? We'll take him. Yeah. Did, did the teams just forget that he existed? <laughs> so I think that they were just like, he's ours. Yeah. So I that was great pick. Great value pick. For the best pick in the fourth round, I have the defensive tackle Cameron Young. I think he's got nice size from Mississippi State. He was a pretty solid pick overall. That's pretty much all I have to say. With my best pick in the fourth round of the 2023 NFL Draft, I have Dewand Jones, offensive tackle out of Ohio State at pick 111 to the Browns. So the Browns already have a great offensive line, but I still really, really like this pick. This is another one of those look down at your board and say, why is this guy still here? This guy's 370 pounds, raw athleticism. The dude can dunk. He's 370. <laughs> he insane. can dunk. Yeah. Like, the dude is one of the most insane athletes I've ever seen. He's absolutely wild, and he doesn't even have to start. They have a phenomenal offense. He probably won't even start for them his first year. They can just develop him as much as they want into whatever. If they want him to shave off 30 pounds, shave off 30 pounds. If they want him to keep that size and develop him at guard, you can do that. You have the time and the patience to do whatever you want. You are no rush to start this guy, and he is a phenomenal talent. It's just you you did a great job. Great mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, so so for the best pick in round number five, I have Mike Morris, defensive end out of Michigan. I had him ranked pretty high when we ranked these guys, and so I was surprised to see him fall to the fifth round. He's listed at 6'5", 275, with a solid athletic so so with a solid athletic frame he also has solid athleticism that would make sense he had seven and a half sacks last year and he battled a high ankle sprain all season so he's tough I, I just think I just think he was a very high value pick and such a low round and again one of those guys who just kind of like well if he's still on the board it's a late round why wouldn't we take him and so I think the Seahawks capitalized on perhaps the blunders of a few other teams from not taking him earlier. At my best pick in the fifth round of the 2023 NFL Draft, I have Tenry To'o To'o at pick 167 to the Texans. To'o To'o was not one of my top linebackers. He was not a first-round pick in my opinion, but he was a great talent. And I think that the Texans are in no need to start him because they're not going to be that great next year anyways. So getting a guy who can develop for a year and then play or they are maybe they do start him because they lack depth already there anyway then he'll get playing experience no matter what toto great pick for them because he is a top 10 linebacker in this class guaranteed and he was a fifth round pick even if he isn't that top two top one linebacker he's still a great talent and you could move him to edge rusher if you need to you can move him he's fast like you can move him to to edge rusher I think even if he puts on a little bit of weight and he'd be fine and I think that a great fifth round pick just he'll be an instant impact player if they need him to or he'll be a development guy whatever they need so for the best pick in the sixth round it's kind of hard to judge these guys because a lot of them are fairly unknown but I have Jose Ramirez eastern Michigan edge uh he has an athletic build short frame but he's a project guy like most of these guys are in the later rounds. 
who's going to give some kind of boost to the Tampa Bay defensive rush. And so I, I think I think he's a guy that you, you just kind of take just to to fill a need. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers needed someone to help out with their rush game. I can't remember. Do you know any if, of any picks Tampa Bay had in the early rounds that would have helped defensively? I can't think of any in particular. But they needed it, and so I think they probably just – thought with the later rounds let's try it so i have jose ramirez number six sixth round for my round six pick i have Keyshawn butte to the pats at pick 187 he was my one of my top 10 receivers he is a phenomenal zone talent and that might be exactly what mac jones needs a great talent in zone coverage um he fell a lot because he was 40 times horrible but i wasn't surprised at all because that wasn't what he was good at he wasn't fast. He was never going to be fast. He is a great zone talent. He's smart. He's pretty big. You know, he's not going to be able to outrun everybody. He's not a deep threat. He's an underneath guy, and he's great at his job, and I think that in the sixth round, that's a phenomenal pick. Yeah, so with the seventh round, the best pick was Jalen Jones. He was a cornerback taken by the Indianapolis Colts and I talked about that earlier the Colts took a lot of these long athletic guys and for a seventh round pick Jalen Jones is like perfect I can't believe he didn't go earlier he's super athletic like I've said and the Colts needed help in the secondary so might as well take him I think he's definitely going to make the roster probably won't start but at the very least he gives some help on special teams which every team needs so at my round seven pick I have Nick Broker to the Bills at pick 230. I think the Bills were able to find both their starting guards in this draft. I think that he could start at by the end of this year. Uh, I had him as a top one of my top 12 offensive linemen. I think that this was an absolute steal. He was phenomenal in college, and I don't see why teams didn't pick him in like the fifth, fourth round, much less the third round. Like he is, he's good talent. I don't know why he fell so much, but. The Bills might be able to fill out both their guards in one draft, which is just absolutely insane, especially at pick 230. Yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Rarely. Welcome to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We're going to be moving on to our top five best drafts of the 2023 NFL season. So I'll start with the Seattle Seahawks on my number five. I really, really liked their first-round selections. I think they probably had the best first-round – actually – it's kind of objective. They had the best first round of any team. They took Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Fantastic pick really early on in the draft. And then like Evan was saying earlier, they stole JSN from everybody else with pick number 20. Obviously, fantastic receiver, best in the class. They also took Charbonnet. I think that was in the third round. And he was a top two running back for me. So... I think that was a steal as well. I just think they had a really solid draft overall. Number their sixth round pick, Cameron Young, or sorry, their fifth round pick was Cameron Young. He was the guy that I said was the best pick in the fifth round. They also had Mike Morris, best pick in the sixth round. So I think, I think they just won this draft on so many fronts. Yeah, my number five, I have the Chicago Bears. Their first three rounds were fine, no mistakes, no real steals. Donald Wright's good. Bit of a reach. I think they should have taken Broderick Jones. But Wright's not bad, and maybe they think he's better. I may be wrong, you know. 
I think Javon Dexter Sr. was a good pick for them. I also think Tyreek Stevenson and Zach Pickens were decent picks. But Roshan Johnson in the fourth round to replace David Montgomery was an amazing pick. He is a great talent. I don't care that he had to sit behind Bijan. He had to sit behind Bijan Robinson. Like that's that's a phenomenal talent at running back. Of course you're gonna have to sit behind him. And he is still amazing. That's what people don't realize. Noah Sewell, who can play edge or linebacker, was an amazing fifth round steal. Uh, these two picks, along with the solid top of the draft, put them in the top overall. Number four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I talked about when we do, when I did my mock draft that the Steelers weren't a team with any dire need, but I think that in every place that they had some need, they stepped up and they made the right decision, most obviously on the offensive line and then also in the secondary. So the picks that stand out to me are Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, Georgia. That was a first-round pick. Joey Porter, cornerback, Penn State. Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. And then they took Tory, Corey Trice, cornerback, out of Purdue in the later rounds. I just think overall they did a really nice job of sticking to their guns, knowing what they needed, and making it happen. At my number four for the best draft in the 2023 NFL draft, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia got possibly the best player in the draft at pick nine. They also got a guy at pick 30 who I was not a super fan of, but he wasn't a horrible pick. I really, really like the Sidney Brown pick, one of the best safeties in the class, and a real steal in the third round. Amazing talent to replace an immediate need in losing C.J. Gardner-Johnson right away. I also really like the Kylie Ringo pick because he was one of the better DBs, and he went in the fourth round, and he was a decent need. So it fits every single part of the criteria for a good pick. Yeah, so with number three, I have the Carolina Panthers, and I'm I'm going to neglect to say names at first and just read you the positions of the players that they drafted with only with only five picks in the entire draft. So they took quarterback, wide receiver, defensive end, offensive guard, safety. They knew what they wanted going in. They were very practical about what they took. I love I like the Bryce Young pick. I had him ranked over CJ Stroud when we first started and then I drafted CJ Stroud before him. Either way, that doesn't matter. I think the Carolina Panthers made a good decision by drafting Bryce Young. Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver, Old Miss. Obviously, someone to compliment Bryce Young, help him out a little bit. Young receiver, young quarterback, those duos tend to do well. And then, like I said, defensive and offensive guard, safety are just very practical picks. They obviously knew what they needed, and they executed. At my number three best draft in the 2023 NFL Draft, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Although I believe the Seahawks partially ignored positions of need in this draft, I think they drafted the most talented players in the entire draft. The biggest need was right and left edge, both edge rushers, and linebacker. And they drafted one decent edge rusher in Derek Hall in the second round. And a good pick as far as value goes in Mike Morris in the fifth round. But they got my number one corner, Devin Witherspoon. They got my number one receiver at JSN in pick 20. They got my number two running back in Zach Charbonnet in the second round. And they got my number two center, Olu Oluwamunu, in fifth in the round five, which was a position of need. And it's not like these players were positions of need where they Seattle Seahawks were perfect. Like these were rooms that they could improve. They could have used another receiver. And they couldn't use another running back to replace Rashad Penny. Their DB room could be better. And center could improve. Like it wasn't like these picks were out of the blue, random positions, best talent. They were still at least decent positions of need for them. Yeah. So for the number two best draft, the second best draft in the 2023 NFL season, the Houston Texans. I think although 
They're not on track to be fantastic anytime soon. I think they did a nice job of drafting for what they needed based on what they had. So C.J. Stroud, obviously, good pick with the second overall. And then I really like the trade up for Will Anderson at outside linebacker. Henry Tooto was the guy that Evan mentioned earlier was an absolute steal. And yeah, I, d- I just think overall they drafted well for their for their defense and then filled in some spots on offense, including Jarrett Patterson from Notre Dame, a center, which obviously offensive line is always a position of need, but I think especially for the Texans, and they did a nice job of filling that this year. The only reason why I didn't have the Texans in the top five was because they gave up too much capital in the future for this draft for them not being in a position where they're going to win now. Like, I didn't like that they gave up as much as I love Will Anderson. I didn't love that they gave up a first-round pick for him. I thought it was good, but it wasn't top-five worthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. So it was. I'm not upset about the move, but I can't say it was top five until he plays until he plays a snap and yeah. he's phenomenal. That's fair, I guess. For my number two draft in the 2023 NFL draft, I have the Buffalo Bills. The Bills wanted another receiving weapon, which they got in the first round with the selection of Dalton Kincaid, and they were able to jump the Cowboys for it, which was just absolutely amazing because it made the Cowboys panic pick and have a horrible draft. So it worked out for them both ways. I also think Dorian Williams was a bit of a reach. But I can see him as a decent starter. And they did need another middle linebacker to replace Tremaine Edmonds. I think the Bills knocked it out of the park, though, in rounds two and seven, replacing both of their offensive guards, which were huge positions of need in Osiris Torrance and Nick Broker, which I think were both the best picks in their respective rounds. Getting two guards in one draft that could both be starters, both protect Josh Allen and let James Cook run the ball better. Amazing job. The best draft in 2023 NFL season was the Philadelphia Eagles for me. So I'm just going to name who they drafted. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Tyler Steen, Sidney Brown, Kelly Ringo, Mauro Ojomo. Every one of those guys, I think, was ranked in our top five when we did position ranking. With maybe the exception of Kelly Ringo. Maybe. Other than that, they grabbed the best player in the draft, Jalen Carter. They took three Georgia defensive players, which, I mean... When you talk about playing it safe, that's about as safe as you can go is taking a Georgia defensive player. They did it three times. So I, I think they were very calculative about how they drafted. Nolan Smith was in, I think, top three for defensive ends for me. I just think they were very prudent about how they drafted this year, and I think that led to the best draft in the NFL. For my best draft in the NFL, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Phenomenal pick at pick 14 with Broderick Jones. Huge fan. Uh Future superstar if you can develop him well. Extremely young and extremely talented. Offensive line, huge position need. Fills all the gaps. Then they got a first-round talent who is a great scheme fit for them in the second round in Joey Porter Jr. Keanu Benton is a great pick with a lot of size. He's not going to make flashy plays, but he'll be a long-term starter for them. And I also really love the Darnell Washington pick. Phenomenal talent sit behind another tight end for a year in development if you need to but I think he's pro ready day one then in the fourth round they got a great edge rusher who could be a third down edge rusher I like Herbrig a lot he's not a linebacker like he's listed to be but he's a great edge rusher thank you for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM this is Outside Source Football please go follow us on TikTok, Twitter and Instagram we hope you have a great week and we'll see you again next week